Real Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redman. I am Grace Redman, and I am so excited to bring you Real Talk, where I get to have real life raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created amazing. Today, my incredible guest is Elise Bigley. Elise is a professional makeup artist and hairstylist specializing in commercial film, portrait, and bridal artistry. She has been in the industry for 20 years, servicing the San Francisco Bay Area and the Los Angeles areas. Working dynamically with each client, she creates an artistic approach to achieve the vision for the imagery and production. She loves and is experienced across the entire range of makeup artistry, spanning from camera ready, editorial glam, to abstract and special effects. I am so excited to welcome Elise to the show today. Elise. Oh, hi, hi. Welcome, sweet girl. How are you? I am good. I am good. I love the introduction. Thank you. Very you are so welcome. It's so awesome to see you today. You I miss you. What's happening? Oh man. Um. Let's see. I have been working a lot. I do a lot of like ecom and commercial work. Much during the week, I'm doing that. And now bridal season is back in full yes. force. So kind yes. of going all over and uh, yes. yeah, doing some glam. That's awesome. And I, you know me, I love glam because you've yeah. glammed me up before and I love it. I wish I could so hire fun. you every day, just have you with me every day. It's fun. It's really fun. And something for me, like when I was with you and um, kind of you glam me up, mm -hmm. it feels like just stepping into your feminine divine and just owning that part of us as women that I feel like we rarely step into. So having mm -hmm. the opportunity to play with you a few times has been amazing. So uh -huh. thank you, girl. Thank you. And I have to say, you can rock a red lip better than any of them. You're <laughs> <laughs> kind of amazing. So yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm so excited to have you on today because I've also seen, been witnessing your journey. I loved watching you on KTVU Channel 2 News, News with Frank Summer Somerville. That was amazing. I was like, that's my girl on the news. <laughs> Um, so I'm really excited to talk about, you know, the different things and that have been happening for you. Sure. One thing that I kind of wanted to touch on being, you know, your industry, um, was kind of, you know, was, was a lot of it is luxury. How did, you know, the pandemic affect what you were doing and how did you kind of manage that? How did you navigate that pivot that? Um, I think from about, uh, March to like. June or so, I just assumed I'm never going to work again. Like I touch people's faces for a living. Like that's like ground zero of, you know, like the pandemic at the time. Um, so I, I kind of took that time to think and plan what I wanted to do long-term and how I was going to still incorporate uh, makeup and doing um, kind of in the beauty industry because it's like truly my passion. So I couldn't think of, you know, going and pivoting to something else. Um, so I focused more on like uh, production and commercial work um, because even through the pandemic, different companies will be able to 
um, you know, provide testing and make sure that all, all the people are safe and, and handling it properly versus the freelance side of my work where it's kind of like, you don't really know how to navigate. So mm -hmm. I went more stable route for the pandemic portion and was able to work actually a lot during the time. Um, mainly the only hit that my business had was with like um, personal branding shoots as mm -hmm. well as like bridal because all the weddings were unfortunately canceled and a lot of uncertainty there. Um, I'm a little bit grateful for it though because it did get me a lot more um, I don't know, spread out across the artistry range. So mm -hmm. to be more behind the cameras and, and in the production side of things was um, a really, a really cool step. And and I think I witnessed part of that. I know you had some really awesome uh, contracts come up through, yeah. through that time. You know mm -hmm. what? I think you're echoing. Are you, are you also watching yourself live? Uh, I can see myself. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm not in like a different screen though. Okay, so maybe it'll just these tech difficulties, it'll pass. Oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> but I but I love what you said that you, you know, it there wasn't really the, the bridal or the branding image or the branding um work, but you mm -hmm. moved into the commercial side of things with different corporations and companies. Now, how did you do that? Did you just know like, okay, like I'm gonna focus here? Or do you have a team that you work with that says, okay, Lise, now it's time to pivot to this place? Sure. Um Mainly, it's just through networking over the years. Um, I get to meet all sorts of incredible people um, in my line of work, from you know actors and actresses to to people that are just wearing makeup for the first time. Um, so there's a really huge range of of careers and paths that people are on. So fortunately, I have connected with just tons of amazing artists and um, different like production um, people, like directors or producers, and a lot of agents. So. I, I redid my website and kind of revamped everything that I'd done and kind of marketed myself to um, go, go into that line of work. So uh, mm -hmm. currently I'm signed with an agency and I kind of like built up to that point um, to get signed and represented to be able to like branch out to do even more, you know, from that. That's super exciting, like doing makeup for artists and actresses and actors. Yeah. What, what's that like? Is it as glamorous as it seems or is it like, you it's know? Not. <laughs> Um, it's, it's really cool. Like I get nervous beforehand and, you know, I'm like, Ooh, like, I wonder if they're going to like it or this or that, but I've probably done like tens of thousands of people's makeup at this time. And like, once you start, it's just all like relaxing and fine. Um, but you know, I do kind of get in my head a little bit beforehand. Um, as, in terms of like glamorous, no, usually they're in like studios and it's kind of cramped and like, you know, you're kind of wherever it needs to take place. So that like, once I did it inside of a mine. It was like this horror movie. So we had to go like wear hard hats into a mine and like set up in one of like the little shafts. And I'm like, well, this is like hazard. Oh day, I would assume. Oh my God. In yeah. a mine. Like you couldn't do the makeup outside and then get into the mine? No, because when they start filming for a movie, you have to like be on the set and like able to jump in at any point. So, you know, wherever the production has to take place, you kind of have to set up. So it's it's usually not like glitzy and glammy in a studio. It's, you know in a car maybe you know in, or in a mine <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and and so your career i mean it spans 20 years mm -hmm. when you were growing up did you say i want to become a makeup artist and do makeup for actresses and actors i mean what was what was your vision did you have a vision i 
was, I think like seven or eight and I would start taking change from inside of the sofa and I would go to Long's and I would get um, Bonnie Bell lip smackers and like all of these, right? Like all of these little like things for it. And I would do kids on my block and I just thought it was like super fun. Um, And then in high school, when I was 15, I got my first um, job at Macy's at the Mm -hmm. benefit counter. So like from that point, I'm like, this is the end all be all say all in Mm -hmm. makeup. Like my career has peaked, Um, but I always wanted to go more into like the freelance side. And um, I I moved up with different companies and like in doing like account coordinator executive. Uh, So it kind of helped me with like the business aspect of, Mm -hmm. of, you know, learning how to navigate freelance. Um, but once my kids were born, I decided that, you know, I wanted to be able to make my schedule and kind of create a path that isn't as traditional necessarily and, and kind of model something for them to find, um, you know, different um, opportunities out there, even if they're not as conventional one. And I love that. I love that. I took that route as well. Yeah. And, and when I mean, it's not an easy step to take. What motivated you to, you know, leave your corporate positions and start Mm -hmm. freelancing was it just you know i know you had your kids but was it something that happened you know when you're deciding to become a mother was it you know an an impactful event or you had already Mm -hmm. had this in mind um i think it was yeah when i became a mom that was a big thing because i couldn't think of being gone like every day you know at some place for eight hours or so Um, So I had to figure out how to like transition into something that was a little bit more um, flexible. Um, But at the same time, I I kind of had this little like internal crisis when it came to what I was doing for work, because it seemed like people wouldn't look at you very seriously from like a department store kind of level of like, this is really what I want to do. They're like, oh, okay, you work at X, Y, and Z. Or it, it just felt like I needed to do something that kind of showcased like, no, this is artistry. Like this is, you know, there are different paths to it than just, you know, what maybe some people perceive it as. So um, the combination of becoming a mom and role modeling with, you know, that kind of led me into where I am. I mean, and again, 20 years in the industry, now Mm -hmm. you have an agent. I mean, you get calls for, you know, large corporations. I know like Levi's and Hollywood actors and actresses. What, what's, we're always going to face challenges. What has been your biggest challenge from the start to to where you are now um i think that the biggest challenge is getting used to being told no a lot or not being um uh contacted back or their you know communication ending based on you know not wanting to pursue something with me or to like um yeah just kind of push into doors of other places i had to get used to some like letdowns and not take it personally like it's because of you know my type of work necessarily it's just circumstantial in a way mm-hmm. um but that's helped me a lot because now for you know the different doors that are closed the ones that do open are super cool because you have to yeah. keep in form you know yeah um so that was challenging at first and then um certain like uh i don't know it's just it's there's a saying that says uh, it's not who you are that holds you back it's who you think you're not Um, so sometimes I didn't feel like as deserving or as like even artistically talented as some of my colleagues who are like phenomenal, like, well, I get this super cool thing. Like, I don't feel as like deserving of it, but, um, you know, I, I think in all of our ways, like we work towards, um, certain things and what is handed to you have to also appreciate and like, know that it's your opportunity too. 
Well, you are phenomenal. And, and I hear you when you say like, you know, that voice in the head, I mean, mm -hmm. what you just described sounds like imposter syndrome, sure. which, you know, we, which is get, gets talked about. I mean, even JLo has talked about it. When you get in, when you hear that voice in your head, number one, whose voice is it? Is it your voice? Um, I would say it is. I mean, I think I'm my own worst critic when it comes to things because art is so like personal in a way and like how you, you know, perform and do something. So I, I take it very internally when it comes to it. So I, I think a lot of it was me doubting myself um, or, you know, kind of in hopes what the, the client would would be really happy with. And, and so when you get when you hear that voice and you're doubting yourself, how do you move through it? Um. I just realized, you know, I'm here, I'm capable, like, I know that I can do this. Um, and then I just dive into it. I mean, worst possible scenario uh, is not going to be worse than what the best outcome of it would be. So, um, you know, just getting through it and yeah, feeling good at the end of it, like almost all the time, by the time I'm done, it's like, okay, that was cool. Like, that was right. fun. Um, yeah, nothing negative about it. And so, and we're also, we learn, I mean, in my 20 plus year career, I've made, you know, mistakes. And now as I look back, I'm like, okay, that mistake, I learned from it. Um, mm -hmm. Even though in the moment it stung and it didn't feel good because as a perfectionist and the critics of ourselves, like we don't want to make mistakes, but right. those really help us grow and learn. Yeah. What was, what was a mistake that you made or a failure that you had that you thought, oh my God, this is terrible. But in hindsight, it turned out to be a, a great learning experience. Um, ooh, I would say I was, I was working for this one uh, company that I had left makeup for maybe like six months to a year. Um, it was right after, um, I decided I wanted to have kids at some point and like move my relationship at the time to like, you know, marriage and all that kind of thing. So I, I stepped away from makeup, um, and, and worked at just this company and unfortunately they let me go and i had like already in my head said you know i'm, I'm going to do something that's not makeup related and it's going to be taken more seriously and as like you know a type of work um i hated it because <laughs> I, like, I wasn't creative i wasn't doing anything it was very uh it, I, I needed to to do something else so it was a good thing that they had let me go um but that in combination with uh, me becoming pregnant uh, shortly thereafter, I'm like, okay, this is like my catalyst. So in hindsight, yeah, it looked like it was just like done. <laughs> like I, I, I couldn't figure out the whole like makeup department side and like not wanting to grow, um, you know, with the company in the business sense. And then I try something totally different and that doesn't work out. So I'm like, well, it's, you know, I, I felt pretty defeated. Mm -hmm. um, but having my daughter, it was almost like I was birthing my career as well, because it was like, okay, like I have this human being that I love so much and like, I want to, you know, help guide them in life and I have to be successful at what I love if I'm going to hope that of my children. So, um, kind of at the same time, like I, I treat my, my business, like one of my children, like I put all of my time and energy and like, you know, self into it. Um, so I'm really happy that, you know, kind of things started crumbling when they did. Yeah, isn't that amazing that from sometimes our like you said the crumbles comes the you know the opportunities and possibilities. Yes, and, and something that you mentioned is um, doing hard things. Mm. And from doing hard things, 
that's where opportunity and possibilities come through. So share with us a little bit about something, you know, hard that you've had to do, whatever you'd like to share personally or professionally yeah. that really ended up being um, transformational for you. Um, I think stepping away and doing like going into the freelance world um, really was something hard to like let go of and like the stability of like this weird thing called like health insurance or like <laughs> paid time off or, you know, like, uh, that was, that was pretty scary. Um, one, like, so in the professional sense, like going from that, uh, to freelance and kind of the unknown was hard. Um, after having my kids, my marriage ended. So when that happened, kind of like stepping into the unknown of like work, um, or, you know, just like refinding what your passions are and like who you are um separately was was a challenge but it is also like maybe the most empowering you know thing that For i've sure. experienced because you really get to you know take in um your own interests and likes in person into something and become stronger in so many areas so because of that i feel extremely um resilient so when it comes to like work now i'm like oh I'm, it's fine like you know i'll get through this um you got it so yeah it, i i feel like it is a strengthening uh part of life too for sure and i'm gonna you know you mentioned that once you had your kids your marriage yeah. ended and you made uh -huh. the decision to move forward and so now here you were with a career and young kids um as a single mother how did you balance all of that because i also know from you know supporting friends through divorces it's very difficult emotionally mm -hmm. it just takes a toll on you mm -hmm. however you continued um you know running your business like how are you able to manage such a life change and keep everything afloat at the same time um i think when you know people get stressed over individual things that are happening and they can like become bigger in your head sometimes and feel challenging to tackle um i am like the number one person that will probably do that but at a certain point like there's almost this level of clarity that you have to have because you're like okay i have these kids like i have to figure out like scheduling and childcare and time frames and um you know then you have everything else that's going on personally that you're navigating um and then work so it's kind of like you become laser focused in, mm -hmm. in a way to just like keep going forward and and moving because um if you stop too long in one area then you know everything is going to start feeling like it's not being managed in other places so um yeah i mean it really i feel like i'm an a plus scheduler now <laughs> so i'm really good at like you know responding and like i i say that i have like thunder thumbs because of like you know <laughs> getting the clients again or you know being on sets and like handling you know my mom life as well like kind of mm -hmm. simultaneously i uh mm -hmm. i feel like grand central station so organizational i've really become good at <laughs> I love it. you have to, you know, yeah. you have to be very organized. Yeah. And with, with that being said, you know, how do you because you're running around, you're doing so much, you have the business and the girls mm -hmm. and organizing. What do you do for yourself to help yourself help yourself stay sane and grounded? Because I know burnout very well, you know, because mm -hmm. I've been there and done that. Mm -hmm. What do you do for yourself to help yourself, you know, not burn out? Yeah. Um, a lot of times. I like to do art. So like, aside from just doing makeup, I'll draw or I'll paint, um, anything that involves creating, like kind of like centers me and balances me out a little bit. So, um, I like to take time to like start little projects. I don't necessarily like finish all of them or get them as far as I'd like, but like, 
it's it's relaxing and I incorporate my kids with it and you know try to get them to to help or to you know, do their own thing with it they're not quite as interested but you know I try I try when I can um and then yeah just like like on the opposite end it's like if I always feel like I'm creating or like drawing or doing some kind of artistry then it feels like work instead of me like never feeling like I'm working um which is super fortunate so sometimes I'll do things that are more like just outside or like on hikes or walks um just kind of center that way get get centered and, and and I love being in nature as well I mean that helps mm. me that that really helps me pre-pandemic I would never really go out um, into nature because you know again you're so busy you don't think yeah. about it and now I mean I have to get outside at least a couple times a week and that that really definitely helps get centered especially when you know there's chaotic days and weeks happening oh my gosh yeah it's super therapeutic I love it yeah right. for sure something else that came up um, in our past conversations is kind of fear mm -hmm. and once we move through that fear the opportunities and possibilities that are on the other side yeah. how, how do you move through your fear like when that fear comes up um usually what well i mean i don't know if this is the most healthy way to deal with fear <laughs> but for me what's worked is that i am um, i think of the worst possible scenario i'm like okay what about this situation is really going to you know be affected and then usually whatever the worst thing that i can come up with as as a situation is is not really that bad once you think about it so well, when you know like if you analyze it then i just say look i'm just if that's what's going to happen like i'm going to try to do everything to like move past that and, and get to the point that i want to be so it almost like keeps in the back of your head like it, it's okay if this ends up being the case but you just have to try anyway um and then it yeah, it takes you to the other side of it because, you know, usually it's a lot better than what you expected. And, um, you know, once that happens, it kind of encourages you to take a little bit more of a leap the next time and, and to kind of trust whatever process or, you know, thing that you're going through is going to take you to a, a better spot if you just kind of persevere a little bit more. I love that word persevere. And you used also the word, you know, tenacious earlier. And, mm -hmm. and I, I've, again, I've witnessed you kind of move through so many um, different experiences. And I know, you know, you had um, that, you know, that, that life challenge and mm -hmm. kind of moving into different things and you do it so gracefully, <laughs> make it seem so graceful. Uh -huh. When you're in that place where you just, which we all get to, and we have that, um, we get discouraged mm. and it just feels like exhausting to move forward. What helps you just to continue to move forward? Um, I would just say my kids are always going to be kind of the first reason. Um, I do feel like I have a duty to like show them that they have to like have strength um, to the best of their ability. So to kind of, even when there are more challenging times, be it like personal or professional, that you have to just keep showing up that you're going to continue to try and, you know, try a different approach. Because even if they're not involved with like what you're specifically doing or trying to get to, um, they see the attempts and, and the effort into it. So um, I would say that they're a big reason for it. And then myself, because like I said, like I have spent 
so many years like hyper focused on this type of industry and like at this point i just have to make it work like there's just like not really a plan b so plan a is to work yeah but i mean is it something you have to do or is it like your passion it seems like you know you it love is my pot i don't feel like i'm working that's the love thing that. it's like i want to keep claiming that for the rest of my life that's fantastic yeah it's just i get to like meet all sorts of people like every day and like I get to play and do something that I like already love doing and um yeah I, I have like so many cool like coworkers and colleagues and people in this industry that I've met over the years that like have become friends so um and then I get paid <laughs> so I, I was like paid. how does this work yeah I, I love that and I've heard that so you know over and over like find something that you love and and you'll succeed at succeed yeah. at it um and it's not always that simple. Right. So what are some actions that, you know, you took? Because, you know, there's other people in your industry who didn't mm -hmm. achieve the success you have. What are some of the actions that you took to help you kind of just blossom um, and be very successful at what you do? Um, I think it's also cool because sometimes if, like, successes don't feel like a success, mm. they are still um, something positive is going to come from it. So, like... I've worked with so many different makeup artists that like, let's say they aren't hired on to a set that I am on necessarily. I don't feel like there's competition with people that are in like kind of this freelance world because we're super supportive of like whatever moves they're, they're trying to make. Um, and even if it seems like something that's not going to work to like encourage them to stay freelancing and to kind of like, you know, help them out whenever you can. Um, I have a lot of artists that will send me work that they're, you know, too booked to do, or they have, you know, other things that are going on. And I like to do the same, like if I'm, so it's like a community kind of that you make with one another in a way, um, versus it being kind of like one success over the other. So, you, you know, you try to help when you can with, with the people that are kind of with you. Um, I love that. And yeah, it's, it's super awesome. It's, um, encouraging and like so many artists that, brought me onto sets that, you know, then helped, you know, get me to meet different producers and like, then they would remember and hire me on for other things or, mm. you know, just like the different collaborations I'm super grateful for. Um, and then, you know, hoping that I can kind of return those, you know, as they come. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I think that what kind of kept me going to like other successes was like, um, again, like not being afraid to hear no, or, you know, to, to worry about how I was personally perceived. It's just what opportunities I was able to like somehow align with. So, um, yeah. I like that. And I like that, how you said align. I mean, you're mm -hmm. right. Like what's meant for us is meant for us. It's, it's exactly. an alignment. And the other thing I really read, um, into what you're saying is there, there's no competition. And I believe that I believe there's yeah. more than enough to go around for everyone. And also how you created community to, to help each other and support each other. And I really believe in that. Mm -hmm. And I know that about you, that you're very kind and giving and helping, you know, and helpful. And you want each person, you know, to succeed to, you know, to what their, you know, um, definition of success is. Mm -hmm. And I love that because there is no competition. Right. It's, it's like, we're all competing with ourselves and there's more enough success, business abundance to go around for everyone. Sure. And, you know, especially, um, we don't have to be afraid, you know, if mm -hmm. this is doing it, then there's not going to be enough for me. Right. It's, 
it's there's more than enough to go around for everyone. The most important thing is us to be in alignment with ourselves. And that's how we'll attract the opportunities and possibilities. And you've done an incredible job at that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's been really fun, like, just kind of seeing how everything works and like the production side of things or, you know, the behind the scenes. Um, yeah, it, it feels pretty amazing. It, it sounds amazing. It sounds, and like I said, I've been able to watch so much of your journey, and it's it's been really incredible to witness. What I loved was um, during Halloween, how you're like creating. Can you tell our audiences a little bit about what you're creating, like these face makeup, where it was like, talk to them about it. I can't even explain yeah. it. It's incredible. Oh, um, so I do special effects makeup, um, or at least I. I mean, I'm not like formally trained in it, but I enjoy doing it and, and drawing, I don't know if I can swear, but weird stuff on my face. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so I like during Halloween or, you know, that kind of um, time, I like to get a little creative because a lot of times like you just do normal glamour looks throughout the year. And like, granted, it's different on every person, but sometimes you just want to get a little more crazy with it. So um, I'll do these like kind of, um, they're more like illusion makeups versus mm -hmm. like prosthetics or anything like Old that. Illusions. So, yeah, like I've made my face a hamburger and like, you know, just a, a zombie or, you know, make it look like I'm missing pieces of flesh. Like, you know. That's incredible. I'm like, how did she do that when I've seen the pictures? And maybe later we can share some of those pictures um, in the comments for anyone who might be interested in, you know, Halloween makeup. It was amazing i've never seen anything like it uh yeah i mean like i said i like to draw a lot um my mom is an artist so i kind of would see her with all her pastels and watercolors and like um canvases growing up and then it just kind of changed that my canvas happened to be a face versus mm -hmm. you know paper um right. so yeah i just kind of use those kind of upbringing techniques and and experiences to go a little crazy with this part <laughs> i love it it's it's amazing and if when you have a chance you can shoot shoot some into the post that would be amazing sure. so we can see them yeah, yeah. um do you have did you have a mentor through your career or was it just one person many people i think there have been many people um which is super fortunate that you know i've had that many inspirations and like people that have been like that awesome to to really impact me um I think that just in various uh, fields or, you know, types of the work that I do, there have been like kind of your coaches and your cheerleaders that are like kind of helping encourage you and um, really taking into account what you want to do overall and doing the best that they can to help you get there mm -hmm. um, is, is really profound. So, you know, it makes a huge difference. Um, when I first started, one of my friends brought me in to do my first film um because their makeup artist was looking for an assistant so it was kind of one of those like someone you know that you know that you know <laughs> got you to do network. something which is a lot of how this industry works um but they brought me on to my first film and there was like the first famous people that i had met and you know i was really grateful and overwhelmed like whoa like i've only done you know this much makeup in comparison like i don't know if i'm meant for this at this moment um, but really wanting to do it. And the key makeup artist was like so nice to me. And like, she was, you know, sometimes there are other experiences that there aren't very like overly friendly people <laughs> that you mm -hmm. might work with, but she was incredible and really um, 
you know, kind of guided me about how the industry works, how it's like to be on a set, um, giving me just general knowledge and taking the time to help me like kind of adapt to it. Um, and to this day, like she still does that kind of work and she's like super incredible. Um, and like, you know, we'll, we'll say hi every now and again. And like, it's just like this nice relationship and, uh, Heidi and Tara in her image, how we met, mm -hmm. um, I hadn't started my freelance career yet. Um, or I had just been doing like mainly bridal and that kind of thing. And maybe a handful of photo shoots before, um, they, I feel took a chance with me to, to bring me and like refer me out to their clients and they have, you know, such a broad client base and to like, trust me, um, with with that and learn kind of the photography side of makeup and and kind of understand these different various industries and um i'm super uber grateful for them and like always have like a soft spot like you know for them um helping and and doing that so yeah it's just kind of across the board you'll meet people that will you know just help you and and be excited by what success you're looking for Mm -hmm. it's and it also like you also have such a positive attitude yeah. you know you're always even you know through if something's not working out you seem to see the bright side of that where did that where does that come from that that part of you where you're just you know very positive and you always see the bright side of things um, i know there's not always but you're yeah typically. um you know i think when you know, over the years, you'll experience like the dark side of things and like just personal or or work wise or whatever it is that at a certain point, you can only see like the dark side of things, which trust me, you get there. Right. But when you see the bright side of things, like it's even brighter and kind of like more encouraging. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like a contrast type of move to try to look at that part of it when you can, um, cause they make them more important because of the darker sides, you know? So, um, I think it, it's gratitude, I guess, then for, for the brighter parts and to be positive yes. about those. Yes. The gratitude. I mean, that's the magic ingredient. Whenever I find myself falling, cause you know, we're human and we're going to start focusing on those things that aren't working or, um, on the things that didn't go our way, I have to stop and remind myself that the gratitude is really the key ingredient and I and the contrast. So if we, we're not always going to be in this upstate. You're right, we need the, the darkness and the brightness to help us appreciate, you know, these beautiful things. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, and if you could, if this resonates with you, it's through my darkest times that get me to my most, to the freedom. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm comfortable, I don't really feel like I'm want to move through change or, or change. But it's in those times where I feel really pain. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be in this pain or darkness. I want to move through to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. and that's where I'm like, okay, I just had the most amazing transformation and growth from this pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually just heard on set the other day, like a breakdown makes a breakthrough, you know, so you just, it, it just brings you out, um, to another end of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's also to know that like, I get to do this, that like just working for myself and like moving and being kind of like productive with how I'm trying to run my business. Like I got this, so, like, I have to be grateful for it because you know, five year ago, at least, or 10 year ago, at least, um, was trying to get to this point. So you have to like stop mm -hmm. and, you know, 
kind of take tabs on where you're at and to, to see like there are a lot of things around that are great. And I like that because I, I feel, especially as women, we don't take the time to celebrate. Yeah. And you just reminded me of, okay, like to look back and see, you know, how far um, we've come and to celebrate those moments. Mm -hmm. And it's not always the big wins. It's like those, it's those small actions that get us, the small ones that get us to the big one. And the big win is where you are today. Yeah. You know, and, and do we celebrate that? Yeah. And knowing that like it's incremental too, you know, it's not like you're going to wake up at this one spot. No. So it also reminds you to like put in the work <laughs> to like keep mm -hmm. going so that you can continue having this hindsight approach to what you've done mm -hmm. um, and not just peak. And when you say put in the work, what does that exactly mean? Um, I think that that's just, you know, when my business, a lot of times like I'll get contacted, but to also realize like I have to also reach out like I have to like put myself out there I have to promote myself I have to be able to like advocate and like you know sell myself mm -hmm. um so to realize that there is a level of not just receiving you know like oh this is so great like you have to actually put yourself out there and network and make connections and learn different um skills or techniques or information um to make sure that you are prepared and like ready for kind of anything that will present itself for sure. I mean, having my own business, that's the action needs to constantly, um, I need to constantly take action. But what I've learned over the years is where it used to feel heavy, like I have to take this action. I'm like, you know what, I'm just networking and meeting people and learning about, you know, what's going on in their day. So it didn't feel um, like such a heavy action to take because being an entrepreneur, like you said, you have to put yourself out there and it's not always easy. Right. You know, and so just like you said, you view this as, you know, you love your business. It's your passion. It's fun. And so right. you can view it that way. And my um, shift came is when I stopped viewing it as, okay, this is sales. This mm. actually sales related. It's more like, no, it's building relationships. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that your business, when you are an entrepreneur or you know a business owner, it becomes a part of you. So mm -hmm. essentially, like you are your own brand. <laughs> so yes. you have to, you have to um, kind of treat it that way. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, you are you are the you are the brand. Right, right. You know, and so on this journey, and you don't have to answer this question. <laughs> is there anything that you know you've regretted that you wish you could have done different? Um, hmm. I think I, that's a good question. I would have probably paused a little bit more and not jumped on like the first available, like opportunity. Um, I would want to be more intentional with different projects or like avenues that I would go down. Um, I am very ambitious and sometimes that can be impulsive. <laughs> so um, to just kind of take more of a pause and, mm -hmm. you know, really see if something is a good path um, to go down instead of just like, I'm going to give it a try. And if it doesn't work, then mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would have saved a lot of um, stress. I think it would have saved a lot of like just overall output of energy so that you wouldn't have as many like daunting type of situations. Um, I think that with, um, yeah, it just, it's a part of growth, I guess, is that you're going to have those, <laughs> and you know, Absolutely. see what works better. So I and, feel and like I'm 
Yeah. And it's learning. You learn. Yeah, exactly. And I can relate to that because I'm very ambitious and I would take on projects and then I'd step back and like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Right. And I'd burn out. Mm -hmm. And now I've learned, like you you know, mentioned, to be very intention intentional mm -hmm. um, and discerning of where I invest you know, my energy. And yeah, business has so many different moving components yes. and we get to choose those components of the business that we really want to focus on and we'll still be successful. Right. We'll still be successful. It doesn't have to be, you know, spread so thin. Mm, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, I, I think then it makes, I think it helped me be better at taking on different work and like when it was good and like what connections or companies maybe are a better fit and like that I'm a good fit for them because there are so many different makeup artists and like personalities also like it's not personal if you go a different direction because it's just not it, it's not what you're meant for but it doesn't mean like overall you know absolutely and I've learned that as well it's like I'm not going to be a fit for everyone and they're not a fit for me it doesn't mean that I'm not you know um, good at what I do it's just like you said there are so many different options and it's about about the fit for sure. Yeah, I, I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. It's it's usually one of those like hindsight situations totally. where you're like, well, I shouldn't have pushed for that so hard, and you know. But, but you learn. You learn. I mean, I'm I'm still learning. I'm still learning what works for me, what doesn't work for me. Yeah. So for someone in our audience that's watching, that's interested in kind of jumping in and um, starting their own business, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? Um, I would be relentless <laughs> and just um, really promote yourself and not feel like embarrassed or like weird about putting yourself out there. If it's something that you've really been passionate about, like even if it's like washing windows or <laughs> like becoming an executive chef somewhere, like make it known and put it out there that like that is what you do and you're going to attract people to that yeah. um but it takes a while and you have to be consistent mm -hmm. so um when i like put myself out there like i'm going to be freelancing like this is what i'm gonna do for my work you know forever <laughs> um it's it's really just making sure that you um keep pushing regardless mm -hmm. The consistency yeah right the consistency and putting yourself out there i i agree with that 100 percent yeah exactly it's been amazing to have you on today it's yeah. always so fun to connect with you you're so inspiring and what you've created is amazing Aww. and i'm definitely looking forward to playing with you again soon so we will. We see you will. and for those of um, our audience that are watching can you let them know how they can find you if they're interested in some of your magic yeah um you can check me out on instagram um i post a lot of like behind the scenes and different works that i've done um with various shoots um and that is lips and lashes and by elise and then um i have a website if you want to check that out it's lips and lashes by elise.com so and i'll also make sure to put your information um at the end of the broadcast for anyone who's interested, if anyone has questions or want to reach um, Elise right away, just let me know. But thank you all for watching. As always, I know that there are 100 places that you could be. And I appreciate you being here with me and co-creating amazing with um, my incredible guests. And Elise, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I definitely look forward to staying 
connected with yes. you and thank you all. Thank you for having me. Thank my you so pleasure. much. My pleasure. My pleasure. I look forward to seeing you soon and I wish you all an incredible rest of the day. And Elise, hang on with me for a moment. Okay. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.